nearly 7.34. And the World Health Organization's called on all countries to closely monitor outbreaks of avian influenza and in particular to report promptly any human cases that could signal the start of a flu pandemic. We're still experiencing a months-long outbreak of multiple bird flu strains as we also saw Seoul's first case confirmed over the weekend in a great crested grebe water bird found along the Han River. Let's now welcome on the line Dr. David Nabarro, former WHO public health expert and UN special advisor, also one of the candidates for the next WHO Director General post. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, how do you do? Uh, Good, thank you. Um, And good to have your expertise on the line with us. Some experts, though, are calling the global spread of bird flu unprecedented. Can you tell us your view of the current situation? So, thank you. Uh, Everybody, there, there are often cases of influenza in birds. We've known about this for years. But right at the moment, we have four different strains of avian influenza circulating in wild and domestic birds in the world at the moment. Uh, And the current level of spread is really the highest we've seen for about 12 years, and this is causing concern. These are cases of influenza that are affecting birds and not at the moment significantly affecting humans. And so the advice from the World Health Organization is to be vigilant and at the same time to take proper action to control the disease among birds uh, which is what is taking place right now. Just picking up on what you said just then, do we know why we're seeing this progressing after more than a decade? No, I think that it's just reasonable to state that this is one of those things that happens. There just is a confluence of the different viruses, uh, and we're not at this stage saying that this is because of either natural or human-caused factors. But at the same time, we have learnt over the years that when you get this high level of bird flu, that you must be very vigilant for the possibility of the virus transiting across into the human population. So what prompted the WHO to issue its warning against human infection by AI to its highest possible level? Was, was that based on everything you've just said or is there anything else we need to consider here? It is based on the variety of strains that are appearing, their wide distribution across the world, and also the intensity of infection of birds uh, in some parts of the world. And so it's that confluence of factors that led the World Health Organization to issue their warning uh, uh, recently. But I want to stress that this is part of what the World Health Organization has to do, which is to be vigilant and to take preventive action. It does not mean that we're currently dealing with a threat to human health. We do know viruses mutate. That's what they do. Uh, But how dangerous are the indications we have, and we are entering the realm of speculation here, of potential mutations with the various strains that are out there? 
So the virologists who are studying influenza viruses are telling us that they are concerned about the possibility of genetic reassortment or even mutation that might change the degree to which a virus can actually affect uh, the species within which uh, it is currently living. And so there's concern about two things. One is the virus becoming particularly severe in terms of the level of disease it causes. And secondly, the possibility that it could move from being transmissible in birds to being transmissible in humans. Mm. I cannot, and nobody can, I'm afraid, uh, put a, an estimate on the likelihood of such a, a mutation taking place. We just have to say it is possible. I, I just want to ask you a, a question born of common sense here. Is the problem with bird flu the nature of these viruses, or is it the very fact that birds fly that makes it such a concern? So that's a very interesting question. Um, I, I want to start by saying that influenza viruses are dangerous. They're super dangerous for birds, and they're quite dangerous for humans as well. We have a high level of, of sickness and, unfortunately, death as a result of what are sometimes called common influenza viruses uh, in the world these days. But the thing about these viruses is they do change, and they can become more serious. So... Problem one is their capacity to mutate. And problem two is the fact that they do move around in birds, which means they do move across between countries and between continents. So both factors are important. So how serious is the Korean case? We've seen a staggering number of birds culled. And sometimes when people hear 32.8 million birds killed, they think there have been 32.8 million birds to have contracted <coughs> avian influenza, which obviously is not the case. But is it necessary to kill so many? So we, we're very clear on this. You do need to control the virus in, uh, uh, when it's discovered, particularly in uh, uh, any kind of uh, bird production facility. And uh, the culling has to be done in a proper way. And uh, it has to be done in a manner that will prevent the spread of the virus to other production areas. And this can mean uh, the culling of large numbers of birds. Uh, that's the only way you can actually stop an outbreak in its track. I can't tell you whether the number is uh, in any way uh, inappropriate because I do not know the details yep. of the foci of infection, but I'm not surprised by this number. It's not an unusual number to cull when you're trying to control an outbreak of bird flu. Well, that's you have useful to, to really know. get on top of it. Yes, I, I, I would say it seems reasonable. But how much blame generally should or can government shoulder? Well, I want to, to be clear about this. Uh, an occupational hazard of any work uh, to rear poultry of any kind is that the birds do get ill with influenza. It's just one of those things that you have to build into livestock work. And in order to prevent, you do a number of things. First of all, the conditions under which the birds are being reared need to be very carefully uh, kept clean and sterile and properly disinfected. 
and also potential for wild birds to mingle with the domestic birds need to be managed as well. Uh, I personally reckon that these days governments of most countries are practicing very good animal husbandry techniques. The fact that we've got an outbreak is serious, but the fact that it was discovered and quickly uh, addressed by the authorities is the right way to do it. Yeah. And uh, the thing that matters is having good surveillance and good response. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we get so localised in our own situation, we forget that Japan and others are having the same problems that we are with, with Absolutely. some of the same strains. But uh, we have yes. seen some alarm here in Seoul uh, because of the outbreak now spreading even to the capital with this waterfowl that I mentioned before. I heard. So, so yeah. how worried should we be about that? Yeah, I want to say very clearly, please, could humans not get exercised about this. This is the kind of problem that we are used to experiencing in poultry, and it's something that the authorities need to be able to manage. All we are saying is, if it looks as though there are humans being infected with influenza, particularly who've been in contact with poultry, do please tell us about it. Uh, the authorities need to know, and then they need to react uh, if there's even a mild suspicion, they should react promptly. That doesn't mean be worried. It just means being vigilant. Yep. And it would be the same as we would have with other kinds of diseases. Please keep observant and report if you see something unusual. Now, we were talking before about the strains. Uh, here we know H5N6 and H5N8 have emerged in this country. We've seen H5N1 in the past. Is there anything particularly worrying about those strains here in Korea? So I would say these are the strains that we're seeing in different parts of the world. Uh, we need to be keeping a watch on them. Some of them are really unpleasant for the birds. They do cause very high levels of uh, sickness and death. But there's nothing unusual. And uh, please continue to uh, keep an eye on uh, those of you who are working in poultry. Keep an eye on your birds and follow the instructions of authorities. But Taiwan um, reported this year's first human infection by H7N9 and that was actually over the weekend has it been particularly severe there I, I just wonder why why that would be a, a human case in that country is that just bad so, luck with it, yeah I think uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily want to link the severity of the animal disease to whether or not a human gets infected uh, it is unfortunately bad luck it's either whether a human is in contact with a bird that is shedding a lot of virus or whether the human perhaps is particularly susceptible to the virus. Um, what we need to be watching is whether or not you get a cluster of, of human infections, then we are perhaps going to be on a higher degree of uh, concern. But uh, I, I, I did note the report from uh, Taiwan, uh, China, and uh, I believe that it's important that these are, are followed up by the authorities. And, and given the nature of the birds involved here, flying from country to country, we're all near neighbours with Japan as well. Is it essential that countries put aside other differences and work together in, in tackling these kinds of outbreaks? So you ask, you ask the question in a way that leaves it uh, open for me to respond in the way that you would expect me to. I've been working on these diseases for years, 
And the one thing I have learnt is that when you're dealing with diseases that affect animals and can affect humans, particularly diseases that affect birds, there must be openness between countries, cooperation between countries, and also uh, very, very clear communications between countries and particularly between their people. And it's not just uh, between governments, it's also between the commercial concerns that are involved in producing birds. I just wonder as well, from your own perspective, as you are a, a candidate to, to take over the Director General post at the WHO, um, had you been in place for the MERS outbreak of 2015, you might have been exceptionally concerned about what was happening here in South Korea. Does, does our response to that also worry you going forward, though? Well, I, I think that when it comes to any infectious disease, there are a number of challenges that are faced by governments, local governments as well as national governments, that are not easy to deal with. At the beginning, it, it, it requires uh, a lot of attention by authorities and by the public to try to make sure that the outbreak is handled, and in particular that people are involved in the response. Actually, the Korean handling of, of, of that disease was, in my view, uh, very competent because although at the beginning there were some challenges, very quickly there was engagement between local government and national government, national government and the World Health Organization. And that's how we should all be working right. together. And I, I, I wish everybody would do the same. Dr. Nabarro, that, that will be reassuring for many of us, I'm sure. A final question. We are just about out of time, but I've got to ask you about foot and mouth disease emerging again here in South Korea at the same time as bird flu. What would your advice be to the government? Well, I mean, and here I just have to say I'm, I'm not an expert in uh, veterinary medicine. Uh, all I want to say is that we do have in the world, a really excellent system for uh, animal, med animal health care. And uh, I would just say to everybody, keep following the guidelines that you've all worked on together with the World Organization for Animal Health and uh, implement them fully. Um, these, as I say, are a part of life when you're rearing livestock, uh, but at the same time, they are eminently controllable. And you know how to do this in, in uh, South Korea. So, with that, I thank you very much for the opportunity to speak with you, and you. I look forward to remaining engaged. Likewise, we'd love to catch up with you again in the future, hopefully for positive reasons, um, although the nature thank of your you work means, obviously, sometimes it's the opposite case. Well, Good luck to you. sometimes, but, but we work together on many things, and I really appreciate it. Goodbye to the people of, of Korea. Goodbye, thank, thank you thanks. very much, Dr. David Nabarro. Special advisor to the UN, um, also former advisor to WHO, and could be taking over as Director General in the future. You can text us your thoughts right now, Pound Sharp 1013 for 51 per message.